Have I been talking about Rogers that much? Is this something that I've been doing? To- was always the ice cream truck coming to town. Gotta run inside, Mom. Can I get some money? I want to get ice cream. Ice cream. The good humor. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it. And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks, the great Bambino, and Eric Fry. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of the uh, starting lineup here on ESPN Radio, live here on the air in the studios of 98.9 The Game, Jack FM. It is uh, Travis Sparks here. I'm flying solo here uh, today, and I got a good show uh, lined up for you, flying solo. Uh, of course, we'll be uh, hitting up on uh, some local sports here as we take a look at what happened on the baseball diamond, volleyball court, and uh, golf courses as well. And we'll hit up on the uh, schedule for today as usual on a Wednesday, light local schedule, but we'll take a look at that. And uh, we had a lot of uh, football to uh, recap loaded a show after a long extended weekend. And so we didn't even get to uh, talk a lot about college football. We did hit up a lot on Illinois. Illinois towards the end of the uh, terrestrial show yesterday. So we'll take a look at the uh, rest of the uh, college football slate that happened in week one. The big time of performances. I shout out all the high scores that happened. Hello, Oregon. I see you. And we'll also take a look at this week's upcoming schedule as well. And maybe glance at those uh, college football polls as well as the newest rankings dropped yesterday from the Associated Press. And we'll hit up on uh, some NFL stuff as well because we do have uh, the final division preview uh, today as it is the NFL North. We're taking a trip up north about three hours. That's home of the Chicago Bears and even further up north to Minnesota. Green Bay and Detroit. So we'll take a look at the NFC North and the AFC North today. And it's the last division. And tomorrow is the kickoff. We only got one more sleep. We only have to wait 24 more hours or so. And NFL football will be back on our television screens. And America will rejoice for the greatest sport in all of history to be back on our screens with the Lions and Chiefs. And Chiefs, eh? You know, they have a couple of uh, things going on uh, with them. Travis Kelsey and Star Davidsman may not be uh, there for them, but 
uh, we'll hit up on that and we'll take a look how the Norths stack up and I'll probably have to get that in to the uh, podcast. And of course, you can find that fa- your podcast podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, and also check it out on the website, fmradio.com as well. And also, you know, it's been football centric. We've been kind of having football on the mind with high school football, college football getting in a swing and the NFL kicking off. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we kind of neglected baseball a little bit, so I'll have to hit up on uh, some Major League uh, Baseball. And yes, Cardinal fans, I know it's tough, but baseball is still going on. Postseason is, uh, you know, about a month away from getting going. So uh, we'll take a look at where everyone stacks up if you haven't been paying attention to uh, baseball in a while since, uh, you know, Cardinals are very good. So uh, I'll hit up on that as well. And of course, I like to uh, thank and give a, a big shout out to the people that make the starting lineup. They are McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and Tatopolis State Bank. So appreciate them coming along for the ride, and appreciate all of you coming along for the ride as well here on this Wednesday. And it is a you know what that means, and it's September sixth, twenty and twenty three. One more sleep before the NFL season officially gets underway. All right, so I got a lot to get to here today on the uh, Trushel Show. Uh, let's, so uh, let's get it, and uh, let's get it going, and let's fire it up with what I always do. It's First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off today. Like I mentioned, we've been neglecting baseball here. So let's get back to it here and let's waste no more time. And let's start off with Major League Baseball from last night as a postseason. Races are getting tighter and some are getting further and uh, further away. And of course, being uh, the resident Cardinal fan, I'm going to start with the uh, Cardinals. We've started with the Cubs too much recently, so uh, I know the Cardinals are uh, done and out of it, but uh, they won last night over Atlanta, best team in the NL, as the Cardinals got it done last night at 10 to uh, 6. Cardinals uh, slugged the four home runs in the uh, uh, four run victory over Atlanta. And I know that uh, Soroka, therefore, uh, the Braves suffered a, another injury after uh, his uh, third promotion back to uh, the uh, Braves Big League Ball Club. Uh, they're just kind of, we always talk about players being injury prone, and he's definitely one of those pitchers that are injury prone. And it seems like he has uh, another one uh, there. Lots of offense last night, 12 run or 10 hits on 12. 10 runs on 12 hits. I'll finally get it straight there. And Atlanta had six runs on 11 hits. And Michaelis picked up the W. Uh, One of those players that hit a home run in the contest was Jordan Walker. As he's been coming on strong lately. And, you know, it's took him a little bit to get comfortable in the outfield. But it looks like he's trying to find his footing there and I think he'll eventually slide in and become more comfortable over the last couple games that I've seen he seems to be more comfortable uh, out there and that's just gonna 
that's natural with you know learning a new position and whatnot. He hasn't played much outfield in the minor leagues, so uh, he slugged his fifteenth uh, home run of the season uh, there, and it also was uh, special that his uh, family was in attendance as well, as he's from the Atlanta, Georgia uh, area there. So uh, parents and uh, grandma was there uh, last night. So uh, always better when you can uh, hit a double in the first inning to drive in or in the second inning to drive in or an auto to tie up the score. And then uh, later on in the fourth inning is when he has slugged that 15th home run of the season. You know, uh, uh, de-promoted, demotion is what they call it. Uh, back to uh, Memphis, back to Triple A, because uh, he wasn't getting the ball up in the air enough. Well, I think he's uh, solved that, and he's uh, starting to become more comfortable in the box, and uh, now up to uh, 15 home runs uh, now on the uh, season. Uh, also, uh, Nolan Gorman, he hit a home run, and actually, I think he slugged the two home runs in the. Uh, uh, game, yeah, he slugged it in the third inning, and then uh, later on he hit one in the ninth inning to uh, get tag on an extra insurance run for the uh, Cardinals. So uh, that's another guy that you know, just like how baseball will do the roller coaster of a season. Uh, there, um, you know, he was started off pretty hot, and then he's cooled off a little bit. But um, you know, now after last night, uh, doing uh, pretty well for the uh, uh, lefty right there, and he has 26 home runs on the uh, season. So, uh, you know, went through a little bit of a lull in the middle of the season, but, you know, 26 homers, that's nothing to uh, shake out uh, there and probably becoming one of the players that we always thought he uh, could. And uh, let's see, that in the uh, second inning there off of uh, Soroka. Uh, there, so uh, the offense was uh, going. They got uh, Michaelis uh, some uh, run support. He gave up that uh, first inning home run uh, there, but settled down for the most part. Six and two thirds inning, giving up eight hits. Bullpen came in and did a nice job. Guy was Palante, only uh, three hits between uh, those two guys, and then uh, Helsley, who's recently uh, came back, he pitched the ninth inning there and got a couple of K's to uh, shut things down there. So Michaelis now seven and ten on the year. Soroka. Three innings, four hits, five runs, six Ks, and a couple of those homers there. And then exiting and also gets hit with a loss as well. McHugh, he wasn't very sharp uh, coming in in relief for him there from the fourth inning on. He had four runs from that point on. So uh, Cardinals start off the uh, long road trip. I mentioned, you know, we're in Atlanta to start off the week. We go the weekend to Cincinnati, and then we start next week in Baltimore for finally returning home for a couple of series for the Phillies and a brew crew the following weekend. So, um, you know, good start to the road trip there for St. Louis. So I'm not going to, with the way this season's been going, I'm not going to uh, complain about last night's efforts at all. And, you know, also awesome that Jordan Walker does it in front of family last night and uh, the game uh, tonight uh, just run it back same start time 525 will begin the uh, pregame show right here on 98.9 610 will begin the uh, game of broadcast Dakota Hudson is going to be on the amount for the uh, Cardinals and it's not going to become as easy as it was because one of the best pitchers young pitchers in the game it's Spencer Strider on the uh, bump for the Braves tonight so Check it out later on uh, this evening right here on 98.9.
All right, so Eric isn't here, so that's why I didn't start with the uh, Cubs. But the Cubs also, uh, they had their offense going last night as well as uh, the final. 11-2-8. This was uh, another game that they beat the uh, Giants of, of course. So Steel had that uh, awesome game on Monday. And this one was a little bit more high scoring for uh, both teams, of course. And one of Eric's favorites, Kyle Hendricks, on the mound. You know, he gave up four runs. and uh, But, hey, the offense was working uh, for the Cubs at least. You know, uh, Walker was the opener for uh, the uh, Giants. And you know, he only went, he didn't even go two innings uh, there through 40 pitches. And then they yanked him out. And, you know, nobody else really had any luck. Almost everybody gave up runs except for Rodgers. Uh, there to close things out in the eighth for the Giants. But, uh, you know, Cubs, hey, they're doing what they need to do with these teams that they're uh, facing in the thick of the wild card there as, you know, they pick up the win 11-2-8. And you know, I'm not a Cubs fan by any means, but, you know, that was a just a piece of art there in the uh, seventh inning uh, with that Morrell home run. Uh, that uh, was a three-run homer. They're in the uh, seventh, and he had an epic bat flip and that one camera angle that's kind of behind the plate, looking at that giant scoreboard uh, there. He pimped it, and then uh, the ball kind kind of goes out of frame there, and then all of a sudden you just see out of the right of the screen the bat started flying uh, in, so it was a pretty epic bat flip for uh, Morel, though, and that uh, shot was a work of art there, if I do say so myself. Uh, you know, the... Giants did pick up a couple runs in the eighth and ninth inning, but, you know, overall, Cubs, all right for themselves as uh, they got the win, 11-2-8. And also, Milwaukee won uh, last night over the uh, Pirates, so uh, the uh, lead is still stands at 2.5 in the uh, Central for uh, the Brew Crew. But the, uh, you know, in comfortable position there, I, I would have to say so myself. Uh, the Cubs up uh, three spots in the second wild card right now. Uh, the uh, Reds won last night, and so did the Marlins. And uh, they only trail a half game out. You know, that pushes the Giants down two games. They've lost five in a row now as San Francisco. Arizona lost last night, so uh, they are a game back uh, now. So, you know, so far... You know, Cubs in a pretty good position for the postseason. I remember someone on the show picking them to get there. I have to jog my memory of who that was. But uh, Wood is on the mound for the uh, Giants this afternoon as it's a Wednesday, so it's getaway day there at uh, Wrigley Field. 120 will be the uh, game start there, and Wicks is uh, going for uh, Chicago this afternoon there at Wrigley. So uh, coming up a little bit later, I'll take a look at the rest of Major League Baseball from last night and update the uh, standings. But right now I'm going to step away and take a breather, and I'll be back to talk some local sports, some local baseball and volleyball, and so much more coming up next here on The Starting Lineup. The Starting Lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. 
This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Cromwell Media Group Effingham, Illinois Market is looking for a board operator to join our team. In this role, you will operate the soundboard during basketball and football games. No experience is necessary as we will provide you on-the-job training. You must be 18 or older to apply. If you're interested in a flexible position that will teach you new skills, this job opportunity is for you. Email your resume to Eric Fry, Operations Manager, at eric.fry at cromwellmedia.com or drop it off at 405 South Banker Street, Suite 201 in Effingham. Equal Opportunity Affirmative Action Employer. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world, but together we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Since 1986, Woods Basement Systems have helped homeowners with free estimates for wet basement and crawlspace waterproofing and foundation repair. You know us as the All Things Basement D experts. I'm Dave, and I work for Woods, and we do concrete leveling with poly level. This product is so much better than mud jacking. We raised my front porch eight and a half inches eight years ago, and it's still level. If we can raise a highway slab, we can raise your driveway too. Get a free estimate at WoodsBasementSystems.com. That's WoodsBasementSystems.com. Concrete lifting and leveling with Woods at Woods Basement Systems. AutoZone is more than a parts store. It's where we help you solve problems like, sorry I'm late, my battery died. And I need a jump again. At America's number one battery destination, you can find the right battery at the right price with options starting at only $89.99. And we offer free battery testing and charging whenever you need it. Get the parts and help you need to get the job done right at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Be more cyber zen. Get NordVPN. With a few simple clicks, NordVPN will block online trackers, secure your devices from malware-infected downloads, and block access to malicious websites. With NordVPN, enjoy internet without trackers, without malicious websites, without malware-ridden files. Be more cyber zen. Take advantage of our special offer now at nordvpn.com. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? 
No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? <laughs> okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 And now, the starting lineup. Caught. It's going to be caught. And for a touchdown. No. On 98.9 The Game. No. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. You're on a 98.9 uh, The Game ESPN Radio. Just got done uh, talking about a Major League Baseball, so uh, let's uh, switch things up to a stuff more local high school baseball action uh, from yesterday. And it was Altamont picking up the win over North Calais. 7-2-1 was the uh, final score there. Altamont got the scoring started in the bottom of the second inning, picking up a run. And then they put up a sixth spot in the bottom of the fifth. North Clay's alone run came in the top of the uh, sixth. So Altamont getting the seven runs on eight hits and one error for them was the final line. And Melville with another strong pitching performance this fall. He goes a complete game of seven innings, only giving up five hits, one run, one walk, and seven strikeouts uh, for him. Offensively, a couple of players had two RBIs. That's Eli Miller with two and Davis with two RBIs as well. Stimke. Elam and Robbins pick up the other RBIs for uh, Altma over on the North Clay side. A lone RBI was by uh, Compton there in the sixth inning. And unfortunately, Compton also takes the loss on the mound as well. As he went four and a third innings, giving up seven hits. All seven runs were credited to him. One walk and five strikeouts in the loss uh, there. So another strong game in the NTC uh, for Altma uh, there to uh playing in the fall schedule in TC. And another team that's having a strong fall is St. Anthony as they picked up the win over Brownstown and St. Elmo. And this one was a 14-1 final. And it was a five-inning affair. St. Anthony picked up runs in the uh, first inning, that was six in that inning, and they did that one better in the second inning as they picked up a seven spot there. Uh, Brownstown was only able to scratch across a couple hits and a one run there in the bottom of the uh, fourth, and uh, St. Anthony put up one in the top of the fifth to finish things off. Uh, there, uh, Link, he got the win on the mound for the Bulldogs. He goes a couple innings, not giving up a hit or a run. He did have one walk in the uh, game. Uh, Fear Day, he pitched a couple innings. He had a couple hits, one run, three strikeouts uh, for him. And offensively, he had all almost every RBI was credited in St. Anthony's game. Uh, Repke, he had led the way. He had three RBIs, two for three at the dish, as well as uh, Fear Day, the other Fear Day. I believe that was Will Fear Day had three RBIs uh, there. Larson had a couple RBIs. Hatton had two RBIs. Adams, uh, Brock Fear Day, Ruhal, and uh, that's it. All 13 RBIs credited there for St. Anthony. 13 out of the 14, I guess you'd say. And a Stein was the only 
RBI man for Brownstown, and it was Schwab who took the loss on the hill. He went one in the thirds innings, giving up eight hits, 13 runs, only 11 of them were earned, and four walks. So, same thing, picking up another dub on the fall. And as CHBC picked up the win over South Central, and this one was by the final of 10 to 0. Looks like CHBC picked up four runs in the bottom of the third. And they picked up a five in the bottom of the fifth and then another run there in the sixth to finish things off there. Uh, Lamb got the win on the mound for CHBC. He went six innings, only giving up a couple hits, walking four, but also striking out four as well. And it was Lorton who had a single and a double and three RBIs. And it was Rodloff who had a couple of singles and two RBIs. Wojcik and Jones and Mueller or the other RBIs credited there for the Bobcats. South, South Central only getting up two hits on the day. And CHBC now 2-2 two and two in conference, and they're 4-2 and two on the fall. Junior high softball is Dietrich over St. Anthony, 8-7. Junior high baseball is Charleston over St. Anthony, 7-1. In volleyball last night, we had Topolos pick up the win over Sullivan in straight sets, 25-19, 25-18. In the NTC, St. Elmo defeated CHBC. CHBC did take the first set 25-20, but then St. Elmo comes back and uh, wins the second set 20-18, and then 25-22. There was the final. North Clay in straight sets over Altamont 25-23, 25-15, and South Central over Dietrich in two sets 25-18, 25-23. In the Apollo is Taylorville in straight sets over FEM 25-14, 25-15, Lincoln Prairie is Sarah Gordo as they got the win over Cumberland 25-9, 25-17 as Sarah Gordo. They're having a, a nice volleyball season so far. I don't know if they've lost as of yet. So a strong start for them. They're tough to beat in the LPC. Shelbyville over Tri-County 25-20, 25-14 in two sets. Argento over Sagamon Valley uh, 25-17, 25-18. Fairview also, I believe they're like 13 or 14 and 0. They beat Newton uh, last night, 25-22, 25-19. Pal Hutt, they got the win over Lawrenceville in a three-setter as Pal Hutt won the first set, 25-23. Lawrenceville got the second one, 26-24. And then Pal Hutt with the third and decisive set going their way, 25-23. And also it was Oblong over Marshall in three sets. Oblong won the first set, 25-23. Marshall returns the favor and wins 25-23 in the second game. And then 25-13 takes the uh, third and decisive set there. Central Illinois Conference, it was Monticello over Tuscola, 25-12, 25-20. Tolona Unity over Clinton, 25-13, 25-17. And Riverton over Macon Meridian, 25-14, 25-20. And South Central is Carrollton over Carlinville in two sets, 25-16, 25-19. And Williamsville over Staunton, 25-23, 25-21. In boys golf uh, there, it was FEM getting the win over Vandalia in a uh, meet there with those two teams as FEM won with a low score of 159. And Vandalia shot a 171. Max Segrist leads the way for the Hearts with a low score of 38. And Connor McCall was the uh, low man for the entire match as he shot a 34 for Vandalia there. 
And it was also uh, Metro East Lutheran picking up the win over Father McGivney, Chrysler Rock, and Maryville Christian. They won that by three strokes over Father McGivney. 156 Metro East had, and Father McGivney had a 159. In a girls golf, St. Anthony won in a three uh, team match. St. Anthony picked up the win and shot a 170, and they defeated Effingham, who had a 192, and Mount Zion had a 208. Uh, there, Addison Krause had a low score for the entire match. She had a 36 on the afternoon. In a soccer, FEM continues their winning ways. They're still undefeated here in the early going of the season. They hand a 2-1 defeat to Mattoon. Mount Zion defeated Taylorville 9-2. And it was uh, Muhammad Seymour tying Chatham Glenwood 1-1. Mount Carmel over Robinson, 5-4. Newton gets the win over Alney, 2-1. North Mac over Vandalia, 4-zip, or 4-0, I guess you'd say, in soccer. Carlinville defeated Pena, 3-1. Greenville over Piasaw, 9-0. Litchfield tied Hillsborough, 1. And Lincolnwood defeated Staunton, 1-0. In a tennis, you had a St. Anthony take down only 7-2. to two. Let's take a look at the uh, schedule for today. In baseball, you got Ramsey at Neoga, North Clay at Chrysler Rock Lutheran, and volleyball, Villa Grove at Christman, Central A&M hosting Decatur LSA, and Blue Ridge at University High School, Little Illini Paris hosting South Vermilion. In a boys golf today, you got Topla, Sullivan, and FEM there, the FEM Country Club for a three-team meet. When just two straws at Tri-County, Oblong hosting Newton and Casey. Litchfield, Chrysler Rock Lutheran, Staunton, and Zavandalia. Tuscola is at Leroy. In a girls golf, you had a few teams there at the Olney Tiger Invitational. St. Anthony, FEM, Charleston, Marshall, Parisan, obviously. Olney will be there in girls golf today. St. Teresa, Central A&M there at Macon Meridian. And we also have North Clay and Flora. And that St. T, Central A&M and Macon Meridian match will be boys and girls golf. Uh, as well for co-ed. In a soccer, we had FEM traveling and making a long trip to Mount Vernon, Mount Zion at Decatur Eisenhower, Argenta at Taylorville, Springfield Lutheran at Warrensburg Latham, North Mac hosting Pleasant Plains, Lebanon at Staunton, cross country at CHBC at Neoga, and in tennis, Mattoon is going to Paris this evening. So uh, check out the full schedule on the website at fmradio.com. Just click on our local sports tab. That's where we have that and that's where we have the results every single morning and uh, check them out over there to stay up to date with the local sports. And just posted this morning, we have the high school football schedule as well. I know it's short week already. It's Wednesday. So that means, you know, next couple days we'll be previewing a week three. I know we talked to a few coaches and we'll have a few more coaches coming up for you tomorrow. That is the uh, plan. So check out the week three schedule and we'll break it all down uh, either tomorrow or Friday for high school football. So check it out. IFM Radio. All right, I'll step away and I'll return. And what am I talking about next? I'm still talking about football, but let's talk about some uh, college football up next. What happened this past week and what's happening this weekend? Take a quick peek at the polls as well. So that's coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hey, son. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. Navigating, without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wander. Metamorphosis, loss of who you thought you were. 
When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Say goodbye to busy signals, long hold times, and missed calls. This is Cleet Beerman at Crossroads Truck Equipment. Now you can text us with a question, order a part, even send us a picture of the part you need. You don't need any special equipment, and you can text us from any smartphone. It's faster and more efficient than calling. So supercharge your communication with us. Move to the front of the line for parts and service by texting Crossroads Truck Equipment 217-347-0456. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and lose the weight guaranteed. Early bird special, only $49.99. Hypnosis designed to destroy unwanted cravings, like day eating binges, boredom eating, stress eating. For a location near you, go to markpatrickseminars.com. Also, stop smoking with Mark Patrick Seminars. No matter how many times you try to quit, this hypnosis is designed to destroy your desire to smoke without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. Join the over half million others who have attended. That's right, Weight Loss Seminar, Saturday, September 30th at the Holiday Inn in Effingham. Weight Loss Seminar, 11 a.m. Registration at 10.30 a.m. Stop Smoking Seminar, 2 p.m. Registration at 1.30 p.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. Farmers, we thank you. And to show our appreciation, we want to give back. With Meal in the Field, join WCRC 95.7 and Culver's as we bring the Meal in the Field every Tuesday. Go to effinghamradio.com and submit your favorite farmer you wish to see fed in the field. Winners will be chosen and we'll contact the weekly winner to make arrangements to meet them in their field on Tuesday. Brought to you by Barlow Lock and Security. Home Farmers Mutual, Powell's Electric, DHB Transmission, Culver's, South Central FS, Boots and Soles, Cash Equipment, McMahon Meats, Feature City Food Liner, Bluff Equipment, and Bex Hybrids. Go to effinghamradio.com and submit your favorite farmer you wish to see fed in the field. Winners will be chosen and we'll contact the weekly winner to make arrangements to meet them in the field on Tuesday, starting September 5th. Hun, we need to stop putting off getting life insurance. I know. It's just been so busy, and I'm sure the cost is out of our budget. Well, Jen told me that they got a $500,000 term life insurance policy from Ethos for less than $23 a month. All online, with no complicated forms, and no medical exam. All they had to do was answer a few health questions. Wait, no medical exam and all online? I know, right? It's not easy to think about, but if something happened to you, James and I would be... Okay. I get it. Let's get a quote from Ethos right now. Wow, you were right. There's no medical exam. And Ethos makes the whole online process fast and easy. And look at these rates and coverage options. It's great protection and totally fits our budget. Ethos. They've removed all the barriers from getting coverage. Go to checkethos.com to get your free online quote. That's checkethos.com. Quote based on a healthy non-smoking 30-year-old male with a 20-year term policy. Rates may vary. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. Missouri hosts South Carolina tomorrow in the battle for the Mayor's Cup Trophy. Tigers enter at 4-5, and five, while the Gamecocks are 5-4. and four. Who really kind of cares about that game? Uh, Carson Wentz was down with a sickness as he's dealing with an illness as Indy will host the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. The starting lineup. Welcome back in uh, to the starting lineup on 98.9 and the game. I thought that right was a there. good one. I mean, uh, that one was was definitely uh, noteworthy. Was I I definitely wrote that down to uh, save that one for a future bumper. On 98.9, the game. 
Travis Sparks with your Sports Center updates. The Cardinals are making changes to their active roster. The team placed relief pitcher Jojo Romero on the 15-day IL yesterday, but they also activated starting pitcher Matthew Lubitoro from the IL. And also the team has designated, yet again, Tyler Motter for assignment. The Bears have named their backup quarterback. The team announced on Tuesday that Nathan Peterman will be the second option behind starter Justin Fields. The 29-year-old was part of Chicago's initial roster cuts, but he was signed late last week. He has five career starts with a 1-4 and four and four touchdown passes and 13 interceptions. The Chicago Sky led by as many as 30 points during a 96-69 win over the Indiana Fever. The Sky held Indiana to just nine points in the first quarter before taking control in the third by outscoring the Fever 27-15. The Colts appear to have their plan at running back settled with Jonathan Taylor missing at least the first four weeks of the season. Head coach Shane Steichen said that he thinks they will empty employ a running back by committee approach Indianapolis carrying a Zach Moss, Devin Deion Jackson, and rookie Evan Hall in the backfield. The Colts' depth will be in put to the test in week one when they host the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium. And the Yankees are shutting down Anthony Rizzo for the rest of the season. New York manager Aaron Boone announced the decision on Tuesday after he was dealing with post-concussion syndrome. Welcome back here to the starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. And no Eric Fry today, so I'm flying solo and I had to handle the uh, sports and reads uh, today. Eh, you know, B minus. I would have got an A if I could actually speak properly there. Some pronunciation issues, but that's neither here nor there. All right, so uh, let's keep talking about football, right? Everyone's excited for the NFL season to uh, get kicked off tomorrow. So uh, let's take a look. We didn't get to take a look at college football as a whole uh, yesterday because we uh, pretty much dominated the conversation with Illinois football, rightfully so, picking up the win over Toledo. So well, let's take a look at the rest of the uh, college football uh, slate, of course. Uh, everything, you know, that happened a couple weeks ago and uh, the Thursday game with Utah and Florida. But on a Saturday, it was a Georgia. Well, no problems with UT Martin, right? 48-7. to uh, seven. Uh, Michigan, they got the uh, win over Eastern Carolina. No real surprise there. And you already heard of my top three. Yesterday, my thoughts about what Michigan did there at the beginning of the game with uh, throwing up the four fingers for Coach Harbaugh. Uh, they're just ridiculous. I, I still can't get over that. Uh, Ohio State, what are you doing? They're favored by 30 over Indiana. They only won by 20. It's 23 to a 3. I know. Some people were trying to make excuses about the new rules of uh, the clock not stopping and um, <laughs> uh, limiting the team's possessions. And there's more commercials than there are possessions for some teams. But uh, come on, Ohio State, what are you doing? Only uh, scoring 23 against Indiana. Supposed to win more than that. I'm not really worried about them, though. Uh, Alabama, they were all over middle Tennessee. They didn't know who their quarterback was going to be, but that's okay. Uh, Milrow was the starting QB, and he ended up throwing for three touchdowns, rushing for a couple more as well. Of course, Alabama, the machine. They just turn out players, and they turn out anybody just plug in and play there. 56-7. I mean, Georgia really had no problem uh, with UT Martin with their new starting quarterback either, but... You know, Chris Saban tried to keep the starter um, close to the vest there. He did just fine against Middle Tennessee. 
Uh, USC, they beat Nevada 66-14. Caleb Williams, no problems either. Five touchdown passes uh, for the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Penn State in the first game of four, a Big Ten on Saturday night on NBC. They won against West Virginia 38-15. Drew Allar for uh, the Nittany Lions did a pretty good there. One of the better quarterbacks, 326 yards, three touchdown passes for Penn State. Illinois, we'll see them in a couple weeks. Looking forward to that. Washington, they defeated Boise State 56-19. Phoenix Jr. had himself a day as well. 450 yards, five touchdowns for the future Big Ten school. It was Texas, Hook'em Horns over the Rice 37-10 there. A little bit slow going for Texas, but they picked it up there in the third a uh, game that you heard right here on 98.9 was Tennessee over Virginia. Uh, of course, emotional for Virginia. First game back after those uh, three players uh, were uh, killed in that shooting last year. Uh, Tennessee 149-13. It was Notre Dame all over Tennessee State 56-3. I uh, mentioned it yesterday in beast mode, but Oregon, could we run up the score anymore? 81 points. Over Portland State, that's just absurd. A little obsess excessive there. I saw the mascot was a little tired. I don't blame him after doing all those push-ups. Uh, Kansas State, they won over a southern or southeast Missouri, 45 nothing. Of course, you know the story, Colorado beating TCU and uh, uh, primetime sun. Uh, Sadir Sanders going for 500 yards, four touchdown passes. He had four guys in the receiving core uh, get over 100 and he also had Travis Hunter play both ways as well. And Coach Prime put himself on the map. And you see what it did for the Buffaloes as, you know, look, we'll take a look at it. But they're already ranked in the polls. Uh, Wisconsin, maybe Buffalo, 38-17. to uh, 17. Again, Oklahoma running up the score on Arkansas State, 73-0. to 0. I mean, Butch Jones for Arkansas State was almost in tears how badly his team was getting beat. Uh, North Carolina, that's where college game day was for the Duke's Mayo Classic of North Carolina in the Panthers Stadium. And it was North Carolina getting the win over South Carolina, 31-17. to uh, 17. And Coach Davis there for North Carolina, picking up his 100th win uh, there at North Carolina. Old Miss, they also ran up the score against Mercer, 73-7. Texas A&M won against New Mexico. 52-10, Tulane over South Alabama, 37-17. Iowa and a Cade McNamara, new quarterback there for the Hawkeyes, 24-14. Did a good job in the first half, but not so much in the second half. Drive kind of, offense kind of dried up. Uh, Florida State, they beat, made a statement come out on Sunday and beat LSU. Maybe LSU was a little overrated, um, and Brian Kelly what a guy that is. Now he's saying that he didn't say that LSU was going to uh, beat the crap out of Florida State. You know, it's easy to say that when you aren't recorded in audio form saying that. But, uh, hey, you know, Brian Kelly, what a guy. And uh, Florida State put themselves on the map there by uh, beating up on LSU in the Camping World kickoff down in Florida. And it was Oregon uh, State. Over San Jose State, 42-17 as former Clemson quarterback there, leading the Beavers to that one. And speaking of Clemson, they fall from grace. They took a huge tumble in the polls this week 
as uh, Dabo Sweeney had everyone in America cheering for Duke. That's not easy to do as they won 28-7. to And everyone is proclaiming that Clemson's run in the playoffs is over. Sometimes you hate to see it. Let's take a look at the Big Ten, what happened there this week. Uh, Michigan State was all over Central Michigan on Friday, 31-7. We already talked extensively about Illinois and uh, Toledo. Man, I forgot to mention yesterday about that interception return by Scott. That totally changed the complexion of the game and got the crowd back in it. Uh, There, what a momentum shifter that was for the Illini last week. And no easy task coming up on Friday. Uh, Purdue, Coach Walters, not a great start for the Boilermakers. They lost to Fresno, 39-35. Four touchdown passes for Fresno's quarterback, so not off to a good start there in his tenure. Uh, Maryland, they were all over. Townsend, 38-6. And Rutgers beat up on Northwestern, 24-7. The final score there. All right, so let's take a look at the uh, schedule for uh, this week coming up on a Saturday number one team in the land of Georgia they are taking on a ball state Youngstown State is at number five Ohio State uh, Delaware they're at number seven Penn State and Peacock number 10 of Notre Dame they're against NC State number 12 Utah is at Baylor Baylor speaking of embarrassing they lost and they were like 20 some point favorites against a team they lost that's kind of embarrassing yeah texas state they lost 42 31 embarrassing there kansas state uh, they're number 15 in the country they're hosting troy uh coach prime getting buffalo in it only took one week people are starting to become believers they're up against Nebraska in that old-school rivalry. Colorado now favored by three in this one, and they'll take on them at 11 a.m. Charleston Southern is at Clemson. They went all the way from nine. They fell all the way to 25 to Dabo and the Tigers. UNLV, they'll be at number two, uh, Michigan, 230 on uh, CBS. Number 20, Old Miss against number 24, Tulane. So, hey, that's the top 25 matchup there at 230. On ESPN2 on Saturday. Number 23, Texas A&M is at Miami. Tulsa at number 8, Washington. Yes, Washington all the way up at number 8. Austin P against number 9, Tennessee. Appalachian State at number 17 in North Carolina. SMU at number 18, Oklahoma. Duke with that win. Put them in the top 25 in the AP polls. And number 21 against Lafayette. This is probably the game to watch out for. Though, and I don't even have to look. This is where game day is going to be. As number 11 at Texas is at number 3, Alabama at 6 o'clock. Oregon, uh, they are at Texas Tech. Don't think the Ducks will put up 81 points this time around. Uh, Gambling, uh, uh, they're at uh, number 14, LSU. Number 19, Wisconsin at Washington State. I didn't even mention it, but Pac-12, look at them go. All the conference teams are undefeated. Oregon State and Washington State are undefeated right now. Oh, and I guess all the other members that are leaving eventually, but they all want to. Yeah, as it happens, since the 1930s, since the, I love it when they call themselves the Conference of Champions, but uh, Conference of Champions undefeated right now. So, best conference in America, but they're going to be dissolved here in a little bit. Uh, Southern Miss there at number four, Florida State. 
UNC Davis at number 16, Oregon State. And Stanford, they're at number 6, USC. They're at 9.30. Can Eric stay up late for that one? Hey, it's Saturday, so maybe he can stay up a little late. And I said we take a quick peek at the polls, but uh, Iowa knocking on the door. They almost jumped into the top 25. I know with the college football playoff, maybe the top 25 doesn't mean as much as it used to, but, hey, Coach Prime can go to recruits and say, hey, look at this. I went from one week, not ranked. We had one win last year, and we picked up a win, and we're already ranked in the top 25 uh, there. And if you're wondering, Illinois received the vote. So thank you to whoever voted in the AP uh, for the Illini. We appreciate it, and we'll get more than one vote depending on the outcome of the game on a Friday. Currently, Jayhawks favored by three. 6.30 will be the game of broadcast. Well, will be the kickoff on a 98.9 here. And they're also on Friday, Indiana State taking on Indiana as well. I know Coach Allen loves him some Friday night football. Uh, there. All right, uh, so uh, let's uh, step away in and uh, let's uh, take a break and my final break of the day, and we'll hit up on uh, some Major League Baseball. Start off the show with it, but we'll take a whip around the rest of the uh, Major Leagues coming up to close out the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and stop smoking now without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. Totally changed my life. It's amazing. I don't have any cravings. You want to quit, but have found it impossible. This is the thing for you. I have absolutely no cravings. It's the darndest thing I have ever seen in my life. It's not for entertainment. It's for results. Do it. It works. Period. You've tried everything else. You need to come and try this. Early bird special, only $49.99 guaranteed, because don't just cut down, but stop smoking. In addition, lose all the weight 100% guaranteed with Mark Patrick Seminars. Hypnosis destroy unwanted cravings and lose the weight. That's right, Seminar Sunday, September 30th at the Holiday Inn in Effingham. Weight loss seminar at 11 a.m. and the stop smoking seminar at 2 p.m. Registration is 30 minutes before the seminar. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. At the Home Depot, they're about two things. Getting ready for company with the Samsung Family Hub Plus refrigerator. And football. That's right, Kirk Herbstreet. Search for recipes, check out scores, or even stream the game to the screen at the same time so you never miss a second of the action, which means you can make your famous buffalo chicken dip and have more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Samsung and the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching a kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> 
they've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Mornings on ESPN Radio. A lot of young, exciting quarterbacks coming out of this past draft. C.J. Stroud, he's supposed to reach that next stratosphere, and it looked like he'd be able to do that coming out of college. I don't know why you would end up being patient. I don't know why you would bother. You know, it's not a season with expectations for this Houston Texans team. It's a season to grow. Get C.J. out there right away. Let him cook. Wake up those hot sports takes every weekday morning with ESPN Radio on 98.9 The Game. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. Chicago Alderman George Cardenas, whatever, believes the city should take drastic measures to keep the Bears in the Windy City. The starting lineup. What was that Chicago Bears guy name there? Like, ah, who cares? George Cardenas. Cardenas. I don't know who that is. I was going to say, the only George I know from Chicago, George Hallis. Yes, it's the only George that matters. Only one that matters. On 98.9 The Game. Back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9 The Game. ESPN Radio only on here for 98.9. Just a smidge a bit longer. Coming up in the podcast, that is our other division that we're previewing today. Two divisions, the North. We're headed north to the AFC North and home of the Chicago Bears, the NFC North uh, there. Green Bay, Bears, Sunday, 325. Kickoff, you bet. Be ready for it as currently right now the Bears favored by one point on some sportsbooks, one and a half on uh, some others right now. How many times can you say that, that the Bears coming off a season where they won the number one pick are favored over Green Bay? You'll definitely savor uh, that. But that's on Sunday. We'll get into the rest of the NFL slate coming up, so don't miss the preview coming up in a little bit. But uh, let's take a look at MLB from last night. I opened up with the Cubs-Cardinals. I already mentioned that the Brewers won over the Pirates 7-2-3. Seven scoreless innings there by Brandon Woodruff. As the Twins, they've opened up a seven-game lead in the AL Central over the Guardians. They won 8-2-3 last night. The Rays won in extra innings over the Red Sox 8-2-6 there. As the Rays trying to keep it within a striking distance there because Baltimore won last night in extra innings as well. They won 5-2-4 in 10 innings over the Eagles. And currently right now the uh, Rays trail by three and a half games there in the um, division race for the East. Uh, Dodgers, they fell last night to the Marlins, 6-2-3. The Reds. They won. Now they are in the third wild card spot by a half game. Seven to six, they beat uh, Seattle there. The Yankees, five to one victory over Detroit. And uh, Giancarlo Stanton, I heard that uh, Greeny talking about him uh, before I came on the air today. And also the Yankees, 69 and 69 there. Just throwing it out there. Mets over the Nationals, 11 to two, a five. Thanks to five homers from the Metropolitans, including one from the Panda Bear, Pete Alonzo. 
Royals over the White Sox is seven and two a six on uh, Eric's favorite. The Bockoff win. Uh, the Astros all over the Rangers, fourteen to two one. What's happened to the Rangers? They are completely uh, falling off. Tonight should be fun though. Scherzer versus Verlander in a matchup of former teammates. Rangers now trail by two games. They are still in position in the wild card, but come on, Rangers, let's get it together. The Rockies won over the Diamondbacks, three to two. Six scoreless from Kyle Freeland there. Uh, Blue Jays seven to one over the A's. Eight strong for Chris Bassett, fourteenth win for him. And the Padres get a shutout against the Phillies. Phillies only scratch across three hits. Padres win eight to nothing last night. Hey, look at this. Milwaukee already in the bottom of the first. Three nothing lead over the Pirates as I'm closing out the show. A lot of afternoon baseball today. Twins and Guardians. I mentioned Giants, uh, Cubs, Blue Jays, A's. Um,. Davies going for the Diamondbacks against the Rockies. Zach Wheeler going for the Phillies against the Padres. Michael Waka. Um, Red Sox Rays. Dodgers Marlins. Lance Lynn going for LA. Gilbert going for the Mariners against the Reds. Mm, any other good pitching matchups out here? Uh, I mentioned the Astros and Rangers tonight. Uh, that's pretty much it with Verlander versus Scherzer there. That should be a good one, 7 o'clock with the Astros Rangers. But, you know, we'll be tuning in to the uh, game with uh, Dakota Hudson and Spencer Strider uh, there. And, of course, looking out for the Giants and Cubs game as well this afternoon. So, all right, that will do it here for me on Terrestrial Radio. I'll switch things over to the podcast. Looking at the North Divisions, AFC North, NFC North, coming up in the podcast. So check it out wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, the website, fmradio.com. I didn't get to the NFL news of the day about tomorrow's kickoff about Travis Kelsey and what that could mean for the Chiefs tomorrow night. A line already moved by a point on some sports books. They were five and a half point favorites for the Chiefs. Now it's four and a half. Uh, I saw on a sums now that Travis Kelsey may be out tomorrow night's game. Not official as I know uh, right now, but it doesn't look good for the first game. Hopefully just one week for fantasy owners. I know it's a big deal. Uh, there and some people that have Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback is a big deal as well. So, all right, we'll talk about that in the uh, podcast. And uh, coming up next here, this is going to take me a second to get used to saying this, but coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Carlin versus Joe. So tune in to that, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Hopefully, Eric will be uh, back with me tomorrow, and we'll talk more high school football. Until then. Catch me in the pod and enjoy Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. And it's Travis Sparks still here flying solo. And a good overtime session lined up for you at the NFL kickoff tomorrow night. Kansas City, Detroit. Got one more division to uh, preview. And I know it's one that hits close to home here. A lot of fans, both the divisions here. AFC North, NFC North coming at you. And even though Eric is not here, I believe we're still going to hear from him and have picks. But I'm not totally for sure on that. I'll have to check with our uh, producer uh, over there. So uh, we'll get to that here in uh, just a second. So uh, let's take a look at uh, some of the stuff that I didn't get to on a sports there. There's not a lot here. So uh, really the only thing that's on tap for today is the uh, North previews. But I did want to mention about that uh, Kelsey injury that may affect the game tomorrow night. Uh, the Chiefs are receiving some promising news regarding uh, Travis Kelsey. ESPN is reporting uh, that Kansas City believes that Kelsey's ACL is intact after he hyperextended his knee during Tuesday's practice. Kelsey has inflammation in his knee, and the Chiefs plan to test it again today to determine his status for the season opener tomorrow night against Detroit. Coach Reed said that the next guy steps in and we roll when asked the Chiefs plan if Kelsey is unable to play. And I know fantasy owners that maybe just took Kelsey this weekend, but fantasy owners will have an impact and will be keeping their eyes and ears out for the news there. And also the uh, Chiefs deal is still not done with their superstar Chris Jones. And he says that he can play right now, but until the athletic that I can't really talk about it, where things stand, but he hopes we can get something worked out before the season opener begins. So, hey, maybe the deal will get done. Uh, but we got 24 hours for it to get done. Otherwise, we know Chris Jones probably won't play, and uh, they might be a little cautious with uh, Kelsey, depending on uh, whether he plays or not tomorrow night. Uh, the Lakers, they're picking up one of their top players remaining in free agency. ESPN reports the Los Angeles is signing forward a Christian Wood to a two-year $5.7 million deal. That includes a player option in the second season. Wood averaged 16.6 points a game, 7.3 rebounds, and 67 games with the Mavs last year. 27-year-old forward shot 37.6% from beyond the three-point arc. Wood played just one season in Dallas after the Mavericks traded four players and a first-rounder to acquire him from the Rockets. Speaking of basketball, Team USA is advancing to the Viva World Cup semifinals. U.S. trounced Italy 80-63 to in the quarterfinals on Tuesday morning. Uh, let's see, Mikel Bridges paced the Americans with 24 points, knocking out 8 of 11 shots from the field. Therese Halliburton came off the bench, contributing 18 points and 5 assists in the win. And the Team USA moves on to challenge either Germany or uh, Lativa in the World Cup semifinals on Friday. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Pirate star prospect is a done for the uh, season. The team placed Paul uh, Skins on the development list on a Tuesday, which means he won't appear in minor league games for the rest of the year as well. 
The starter will continue training at the Pirates facility, and the GM told the media the goal now is to focus on a complete offseason in preparation for his full full professional year in 2024. The power pitcher was selected number one overall out of LSU in a July's draft and signed a record-breaking deal with $9.2 million signing bonus. There, bub. He's not going to be pitching uh, there for the season. Uh, the New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans will be without one of their guards for the start of the year. ESPN reports Trey Murphy, the third, suffered a knee meniscus injury on Tuesday and will undergo further testing to see if surgery will be required. Murphy would likely miss the first couple months of the season if surgery is needed. The 23-year-old guard averaged 14.5 points a game last year. After starting just one game as rookie year, Murphy made 67 starts for New Orleans last season. And I touched a little bit on it in SportsCenter, but wanted to mention it again. That uh, looks like Anthony Rizzo is done for the year. Anthony Boone announced on uh, Tuesday uh, that Anthony Rizzo is going to be a shutdown for the rest of the year after the first baseman was dealing with post-concussion syndrome. R- uh, Rizzo is believed to have been injured after colliding with Padres outfielder Fernando Tatis Jr. on a pickup play. All the way on May 28th, the 34-year-old passed concussion protocol but was placed on the IL list in early August after feeling foggy. Rizzo batted 244 with 12 homers and 41 RBIs in 99 games this season for the Bronx Bombers. But, uh, hey, New York looks like they're out of it. I mean, they are 69 in a 69. Nice number, but uh, may not want to test it, especially with uh, post-concussion Post-concussion syndrome for the fourth time today. I think I'll finally get it right, and I don't even know if I did get it right there. I'm done with that. That's going into the trash, but it looks like Anthony Rizzo shut down for the rest of the season. All right, so let's waste no more time, and let's go ahead and let's get to the picks and the preview of the divisions here and uh, let's see uh, what we got here AFC NFC uh, North and we'll save the uh, NFC uh, North for a later time here let's start off with the AFC North because this is a little intriguing to start off of the uh, season here as last year the Bengals they went 12 and 4 making the uh, playoffs and of course making the uh, championship game but ultimately falling there more on that to come Ravens 10 and 7 a, a year ago but they were banged up to say the least including Lamar Jackson a lot of drama for him but his contract situation seems to be uh worked out in the offseason so he should be good to go also have some nice weapons to be used as well Steelers 9 and 8 a year ago just missing out on the uh postseason Hey, Mike Tomlin doesn't know a losing year. I'll get to that coming up in just a second. Probably heard that stat before. And the Browns, of course, they were 7-10 a a year ago. Deshaun Watson's suspension, and even when he came back, he wasn't that great. Uh, The Bengals won their eighth regular season, uh, won their last eight regular season games in 2022 and route to finishing 12-4 and on their way to their second straight AFC Championship game appearance. And I also just want to say, throwing it out here for this, for some Bengals fans, uh, for years, 
you felt sorry for Cincinnati fans. They've not had much success, miserable years, and uh, they've been pretty good, but seven years making the playoffs only to lose in the wild card, including five straight years from 2011 to 2015. But now, after making uh, two years ago, making a Super Bowl appearance and losing in a conference championship game to the Chiefs, after all that smack talk that was done by the Cincinnati mayor and calling Arrowhead Burrowhead and then coming out and losing the game. Cincinnati, I'm done with you. I'm done with you being lovable losers no more. You complained about the game being played in Buffalo. That's the playoff game. And also complained about having a neutral site championship game. But that was decided because of a coin toss. You agreed to that outcome. And I know that the Bills game didn't wasn't played. And I know why it wasn't played. And this is what you agreed to. You agreed to the coin toss. This was the best case scenario if you didn't want to finish the game. Under the circumstances, you're understandable that you didn't finish the Buffalo game. But you have no reason to complain about a coin toss not going your way. And uh, also in the offseason, you made something else that I didn't appreciate, that I didn't really uh, like that. Jamar Chase. After Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow conceded in the offseason, was asked if Patrick Mahomes was the best quarterback in the NFL, and Joe agreed. Jamar went, Pat who? <laughs> yeah, I really liked Pat, Patrick Mahomes' response, just the photo of him and his two Super Bowl rings, and uh, he says, that's who. Yeah, you just lost to him in the playoffs. He probably should be quiet there, and I know it's kind of tongue-in-cheek there, kind of joking of who, Pat who, and I understand you're backing your own quarterback uh, there, but... You know, there's no reason for that disrespect uh, for Mahomes. Not only did he just beat you, but he just won another Super Bowl and another MVP. So I know it may be in a sarcastic comment, but uh, still, that rubbed me in the wrong way. So uh, Cincinnati, I- I'm done with you. No longer can you complain uh, about things not going your way or, you know, we're the lovable losers. So uh, you're the cream of the crop uh, now. So uh, no more of that lovable loser stuff. Uh on defense, they do have two new safeties there after a couple of those left in a free agency. They did to try to protect Joe Burrow, signed left tackle Orlando Brown to aid the offensive line, and Joe Burrow gets hit a lot. Hey, speaking of Joe Burrow, there was a scare in a training camp. It was back in July. He strained his calf. Don't know if you should be too worried about that, you know, whether he's going to be healthy or not, because they didn't go out and sign a more competent backup. They ended up releasing Trevor Simeon. So uh, I know he had an awful preseason, but, you know, I I would think that if you're worried about Joe Burrow's both long-term future and also short-term future, that you wouldn't have let Trevor Simeon go because he does at least have some experience playing in the league. But currently right now, your backup right now is Jake Browning. So uh, Bengals obviously aren't worried. So maybe Bengals fans shouldn't be worried either. And anyone has concerns of whether uh, the injury is serious with Joe Burrow uh, or not. And also, it looks like he's about to get paid as well as um, he's talking about a contract extension. And it could be signed before Sunday's opener against the Browns. And uh, one uh, reporter uh, said that it could likely make him the highest-paid player in NFL history as of this point. Uh, talks are going to go on today to see if he signs that extension, and they're expected to ink the deal before Sunday's a game. 
and also a Diana Rossini uh, also reported that both the Bengals and Burrow have kept major information from leaking out, but based on her discussions, there's optimism in the building and in the locker room that a new deal of a contract extension could get done over the next few days. And also, Rossini added, but if Burrow's new extension hasn't been completed and signed before Sunday, or Burrow even step on the field in Cleveland... Well, one league source told her that Joe is a competitor. He's not missing a game against Cleveland and not worried about the contract. So no worries for Cincinnati coming into uh, the season. So you should rest easy uh, there. Uh, another great season for them. And also Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd as well. Burrow racked up over 4,000 passing yards, Forder. 40 total touchdowns, 12 picks in 2022. Cincinnati also added that uh, to shore up the offensive line to help protect Burrow. All the focus goes on the offense, rightfully so, but the defense gave up the fifth fewest points under defensive coordinator Lou Amaro. Arnamo. Arn. Arna. All the focus goes on the offense, rightfully so, but the defense, they did pretty good. They gave up the fifth fewest points, and uh, they were uh, good against the heavy hitters in the AFC, but the defense did take a couple hits. Like I mentioned, losing a couple of those safeties that left in a free agency. Uh, they did add defensive end Miles Murphy out of Clemson with their late first round of draft pick. There, my final stat for Cincinnati is that the Bengals were 11-0 and in 2022 when they scored at least 21 points as opposed to 1-4 in games in which they did not. Again, some of my hot takes are more scorching than others. I'm not really stepping out here in uh, this one, but uh, Joe Burrow will be uh, just fine. That's my hot take. He'll be uh, just fine, and it'll be another division title for Cincinnati and have another big year. Joe B could be in the running for MVP this season. So nothing to worry about that for Bengals fans. Next up is the Ravens. They lost to a Cincinnati in the wild card last year, 24 to a 17. Baltimore almost pulled this one off, even without Lamar Jackson. And a 98-yard fumble return by the Bengals was the difference. And Lamar, after finally months of drama, finally got that contract extension that he was looking for. Five years, $260 million extension, $185 million in total guarantees. 52 million per year, and he is the new highest paid player for now. He did miss five games, though, plus the playoff game due to an injury. They did add some weapons around him. Odell Beckham Jr., I know he's coming off that injury in the Super Bowl, bringing up every time. Still salty that he got injured and on his way to the Super Bowl MVP uh, that year. That would have uh, won me some good entertainment. Uh, but we live and we learn. Um, but we'll see what he is in there with uh, Lamar. I think that could be a good pairing uh, there because he was good there in L.A. during his short stint there. And also they did draft Zay Flowers as well with a 22nd pick out of B.C. Baltimore had the top rushing attack a couple of years ago with Lamar and company, but Lamar's been hurt. Also, the backfield's been injured as well. J.K. Dobbins battled some injuries two seasons ago. He missed the entire year with knee injuries. And last season, he missed some time again with a left knee injury. 
Also, Gus Edwards had his own ACL recovery that he was dealing with. Rashard Bateman, the receiver, had foot surgery, missed the final 10 games of the season. So, basically, uh, the rush game wasn't the same without those guys. And the receivers, well, they were pretty trash. How bad were the Ravens at receiver last year? Demarcus Robinson led Baltimore's wideout room in receiving yards. 458 yards receiving. That's it for the leading receiver last year, despite starting just five games. Even Mark Andrews posted career low, the tight end, in yards per reception and catch percentage there as well. On defense, they did have a midseason acquisition of Roquan Smith from the Bears and ranked second in points and third in yards allowed in the time he was with the team. Final stat, the Ravens have won an average of 10.6 games per season which ja- since Jackson was drafted and were only 500, under 500 once. My hot take for the uh, Ravens is that Lamar Jackson will get back to MVP form. The run game will be healthy. The receiving room will be better. And Zay Flowers will be a beast. This may be for fantasy purposes, but uh, he's going to be in contention with the rookie of the year. Going to put up monster numbers with Lamar Jackson this year. And I would expect him to return to the playoffs and even have a better chance uh, with him healthy there. The Steelers, oh, Pittsburgh, they were 5-8 and eight going into the final weeks of the season, and they were looking out of it, dead in the water, but they won their final four games, including Week 18 against Cleveland to finish 9-8 and eight to void a Mike Tomlin's first losing season, and they lost out on the tiebreaker because Miami won their last game. T.J. Watt won Defensive Player of the Year in 2021, but he was banged up last year. He missed seven games due to injury. Despite that, their defense ranked 10th in points and 11th in yards last year. Najee Harris struggled behind a dreadful offensive line while recovering from an offseason foot injury. Mitchell Trubisky, well, he was Mitchell Trubisky, not the player that the Steelers needed or wanted him to be. I mean, you have Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and in the same division and you know, they didn't need him to be those two guys or even, you know, they didn't need to be an MVP like Patrick Mahomes. They just needed him to be serviceable to bridge the gap with the rookie Kenny Pickett, and he couldn't even do that. Uh, Pickett ended up uh, being 2,400 yards, 10 total touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 13 games there. The offense had no explosive down-the-field ability, kick its – Pickett's 6.1 yards per attempt ranked 33rd in the league with 32 NFL teams. That resulted in the worst Steelers offense since 2019 when Ben Roethlisberger missed most of the year. Added some key offensive linemen this offseason, two tough guards fighting out for the starting spot. They drafted Georgia offensive tackle Broderick Jones in the first round to compete and start at left tackle. And they also added Allen Robinson in the second as well as rookie corner Joey Porter Jr. came home. And my final stat is, I already mentioned it several times, but Mike Tomlin has never finished below 500 during his 16-year tenure as Steelers head coach. And that is just crazy to think about that. You know, Mike Tomlin just produces winners. Maybe doesn't go to the playoffs every year, but he has dogs, and he has the dog within him. And finished never finished below 500 in his career could it be this year 
maybe. My final, my hot take for the uh, Steelers is because of their defense. All they need is Kenny Pickett to be a serviceable. And I know that I, t- I heard a uh, um. Oh, who's that guy from ESPN? Lewis Riddick uh, talking the other day about uh, the 49ers should be on upset alert this week. Uh, I don't know if I'd go uh, exactly uh, that far, but I do think that the uh, Steelers will be uh, better than expected this season and that Kenny Pickett will have a better sophomore season. And, hey, you know, the Steelers still won't finish with a losing record. There, and then a the team that finished the last in the division was Cleveland. Uh, they were four and seven while Deshaun Watson was suspended, but even Watson had an underwhelming six-game performance. The former Texan averaged just 184 passing yards per game. If Watson had played enough to qualify, he would have ranked 31st among QBs in that category. Down at the bottom of the barrel with the likes of Kenny Pickett, Baker Mayfield. Uh, Watson also posted career lows, QBR of 38.3, which if he qualified would have put him down to 27th right next to Russell Wilson. Uh, Watson had over 1,000 yards, 7 touchdowns, 5 picks, while only a 58.2 completion percentage. Did he have the weapons? Yes, he has some weapons. He has Nick Chubb in the backfield, Amari Cooper, uh, wide receiver, David Njoku as well. But things weren't great on the defensive side for Cleveland either, and this is probably one of the reasons why they weren't very good. The defensive side of the ball allowed 135 rushing yards per game, good for 25th in the league, and this is just astounding. I I had to put this in there. It struggled to get pressure or sacks, for that matter, on opposing quarterbacks, despite having two-time All-Pro Miles Garrett The team averaged just two sacks per game last year, tied for 26th in the NFL. Cleveland, as a team, had 34 sacks. Garrett had 16 of them all by himself. Nobody else had more than three. They did have some pieces on defense that could help them and yield better results this year, but they got to be better than that. 34 sacks and one guy had 16 of them by himself? That's just insane. And the Browns were Cleveland, of course, one of my favorite cities in the whole wide world. Uh, The Browns finished dead at last in the AFC North for the 14th time since 2002. So in the cellar again. And Cleveland hasn't won the division since 1989 and has finished in second place just three times in that spam. And my final stat that the Browns has won more, have won more than eight games just once in the last 15 seasons, and can you even really count that? That was 2020 is when they did that. My hot take for the uh, Cleveland Browns is that Deshaun Watson will be better in uh, the uh, starting the season with more games under his belt, and uh, that their defense will not be as bad as last year. I mean, it can't be any worse, right? So uh, Cleveland will be better, and they will finish third in this division pushing for the playoffs all right so that was my hot take for the uh, browns and let's just go ahead and let's run through my list here as we go from the uh, bottom up i already kind of spoiled it with who i had in third but uh the steelers they're gonna finish in the uh, bottom here 
I know TJ Watt is a beast on defense, and actually their stats prove that they may not be as uh, may not have any other big names really. But I I wouldn't be surprised if they actually could finish not quite division winners. But I mean Mike Tomlin's just a winner, man. We said it. Never had a losing season, but uh, they'll be teetering on uh, that. And I know they said that it would uh, continue, but they could be floating around that uh, record there in last place, whether it could be, you know, 500 or another 9-8 and eight season uh, potentially. But that's how good I think this division can be, that they could finish 9-8 and eight and still could be in last place there. I already spoiled it, but I think Cleveland uh, will be in a third here, so not much better. But, I mean, Deshaun Watson can't be any worse, right? I know he has a lot to make up for to get back to his original form in Houston. But I think that they'll get more pressure on the quarterback. And I think Cleveland could be decent this year if the pieces are right. And then second here, I have the Baltimore Ravens once again. I think that they could be take this division, but I can't go against Cincinnati. There's too many of just like... When we talked about the AFC East, there's too much question marks on uh, injuries with the Ravens. How can I trust them being healthy all season long? And uh, I, you would hope if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, you would hope that the pressure of the contract not weighing on a Lamar Jackson would be off there. And I do love the weapons uh, that he has around him. But can I trust them being healthy all season? Uh, I'm not going to... Sprinkle entertainment on it, but uh, I they do have the capabilities, not only just reaching the playoffs, which I think they will do anyways, but I think that they uh, are capable of winning the division if all the pieces hit right. And, of course, I love Odell Beckham uh, there, the signing uh, there, and obviously you heard how high I am on Zay Flowers there. So, uh, yeah, uh, I have Cincinnati winning here again, um, you know, Joe Burrow is going to sign that extension, and uh, they're going to come out, and they're going to be just as uh, explosive. I don't know how far they'll get in the uh, postseason, but uh, over the last couple years, I just can't go against them, and I'm going to go with Cincinnati here. All right, so let's take a look at the NFC North. Hmm. The NFC North, as we have had uh, some changes, this division looks a lot different now that Aaron Rodgers is in New York. But that wasn't had a disappointing season last year, did uh, the Packers. They were only 8-9, and nine, third in the division. The Vikings took this division, of course. They were 13-4, sitting on top and sitting pretty. Well, not so much into the playoffs. They end up getting bounced by the uh, Giants. All those close games came back to haunt them. And the Lions, ah, there was a lot of good momentum that they had last season, and they were 9-8. and eight. They just missed out. They didn't have a bad start to the season like they've had over the last couple, but they had a bad start they couldn't recover from, and uh, they ended up losing on a tiebreaker. And, hey, they said as long what we're playing for is as long we're not in, they're not getting in either, talking about the last game of the year, uh, ending Aaron Rodgers' career there. And 
the tenure is over. Jordan Love era is underway in uh, Green Bay. So we'll see what that brings. And then uh, the Bears. They had a bad season a year ago. Statistically, it might have been good for Justin Fields, but the, as a whole, the team didn't do so well. 3-14 and 14, they finished last year. It was a miserable year. Yeah, they beat the 49ers in that uh, Rangers game, but that was basically your only highlight, uh, really. So uh, they did improve the team just slightly. We'll see how much. The improves with the weapons that they had for uh, Fields. I think they are in a good trajectory here. And basically every team got worse in this division except for the Lions, really. So um, it'll be a big statement coming out in week one against the Packers. Luckily it's in uh, the friendly confines of Soldier Field. Uh, but Jordan Love's going to be initiated into that rivalry right from the uh, get-go, get and they can make a statement by coming out and winning uh, week one. Could Chicago, but let's go ahead and run this down. Uh, the Vikings, they had the Offensive Player of the Year last year in Justin Jefferson. He's one of the most dynamic receivers in the game and uh, trying to become not a one-man show. TJ Hawkinson, he was acquired at the deadline from Detroit, and he ended up signing an extension this offseason as he got paid. And they also added in the first round wide receiver Jordan Adson from USC. Year number two of Kirk, Kirk Cousins in, under head coach Kevin O'Connell, and he offered a career-high 14 interceptions. And man, oh man, uh, did I love him on the uh, quarterback Netflix series. Didn't realize how much uh, Kirk took a beating last season, you know, just showing how that he had to have special uh, doctors come to his house to try to uh, help him with his ribs, his shoulder, his neck, all that stuff. Uh, Kirk Cousins won the offseason by being on the quarterback show and definitely have a little bit more respect uh, for him since then. And, you know, I, I thought that it was the season actually was better than that statistic show of 14 picks last year for Kirk. Uh, battling through a lot of stuff. They did have a strange offseason. They got rid of so many people, including Adam Thielen on offense. And they also got rid of Dalvin Cook as well. Uh, their leading tackler, Eric Kendricks, he went to the Chargers. Darius Smith, he had 10 sacks last year. He's now with the Browns. Patrick Peterson, tied for the most interceptions on the team. He ended up going to Pittsburgh. So just a left and right, getting rid of everybody. Very odd for Minnesota to uh, do that. Uh, this team, as I said last year, they were frauds a year ago. They had so many close games that they played and what were they were 11 and 1 in those close games that finally came back to Hanum losing in the first round of the uh, playoffs and defensively they're not that good uh, last season they finished 28th in uh, points and allowed 31st most yards in uh, the NFL and Brian Flores as defensive core. They also brought in uh, Brian Flores as the new defensive coordinator this year to try to change that the final stop for the uh, Vikings, they won eight or fewer games in three of their last five seasons. 
here in Minnesota. And my hot take for the uh, Vikings is that they take a step back and they could tumble all the way to third in this division. If they are not careful, they will not win as many close games this year. That is guaranteed. The Lions, a lot of hype around them coming into uh, this year, rightfully so. Dan Campbell is the man there. He won people over in the Hard Knocks series a uh, season ago. This group almost made the playoffs after starting out 1-6. But things that they couldn't control just didn't fall their way. The offense was damn good last year. Jared Goff, better than I expected, 4 1,000 yards last year, 29 touchdowns, 7 picks, 65% completion percentage, and he had a 61.1 QBR. That doesn't seem that good, uh, but it was 5th in the league it was good for. And the offense finished 4th in total offense and 5th in uh, scoring. So, man, this offense was a dynamic. And just if it wasn't for that 1-6 start, they could have won a couple of those games. The season could have been totally different. Uh, from that perspective, uh, they did lose Jamal Williams. They traded DeAndre Swift, and uh, they did add a couple of running backs, including a guy that's very high on the rookie charts and high in fantasy is Jamar Gibbs with their first-round pick out of Alabama. And they also signed old David Montgomery as well. And uh, speaking of Alabama... Jamison Williams missed the first 11 games of the year from that injury he had in college. Wasn't a factor. He only had one catch, and this season he was, he's now suspended for the first six games of the year due to violating the league's gambling policy. Didn't bet on the NFL, but he was still at the Lions practice facility when he placed those bets. So, uh, nutty, nutty, shame. You can have some entertainment but not as an NFL player and not at an NFL team sanctioned facility. On the other side of the ball, that was a big reason why for their bad start last year was the play of the defense. Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, did make some scheme tweaks and personnel tweaks and played a different style, and they were able to finish 8-2. But even with that, they still ranked dead last in total defense and 28th in points allowed. They did go to free agency to get some new defensive backs, and they also uh, drafted uh, Jack Campbell and another defensive back. So uh, they should be better on uh, that side of the ball. And then the Lions had five losses of uh, four or fewer points last year and won eight of their final ten games. My hot take for the uh, Detroit Lions, despite all the hype that they have uh, this year, they'll be at the top of the NFC North and that Jared Goff might actually be a pretty decent quarterback in the league and the the defense will be better for Detroit. I know they lost out on some free agents to a sign but I think you should be very excited in the Motor City rightfully so uh, for Detroit so uh I'll just go ahead and say it. They're making the playoffs this year. I, I said it last year, and they fell a little bit short, but they're making the playoffs this year. Come on, Detroit. Let's go. Uh, the Packers, the Aaron Rodgers drama, and uh, the Aaron Rodgers era is over there in uh, Green Bay. Some people thinking they're lucky stars. He had an underwhelming performance last season, and 
the Jordan Love era is now set to begin. And who does he face in week one? Oh, just the team that he wished Happy Father's Day to for some reason. You don't wish. You know, Aaron Rodgers always said that he owned the Bears, and so he implied that the Packers were the Bears' daddies. But you don't wish your child Happy Father's Day. So he kind of messed that up there from that perspective. So uh, not starting the rivalry off on the right foot there, Jordan. Uh, man, love. He's only played in 10 games so far, 50 for 83, 606 yards, three touchdowns, three picks. I don't understand the people saying that just because Rogers is gone, don't count, don't count out the Packers and don't sleep on this team. I just don't know if Jordan love is the right person. And I haven't seen enough out of him to say, Hey, the Packers aren't going anywhere. And, uh, I mean, the, this team for Green Bay underachieved with Rodgers for years, and this team couldn't win with Aaron Rodgers. So what are they going to do without him? Maybe the distractions in the locker room is gone this year, and kind of people may have been walking on eggshells, and I don't really know how great of a relationship uh, that he had with uh, Coach LaFour uh, there. Uh, but this team and Rodgers did take a step back on the offensive side of things with Rodgers and without Devontae Adams as well. And uh, they are also losing Alan Lazard as he joined up with A-Rod in New York. Besides Love, though, uh, they do have a two-handed tandem at the running back position, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And they also drafted uh, Christian Watson as a rookie last year. And he did have some flashes of big play ability there so he could possibly be good for Green Bay if uh, Love has enough time and can get the ball to him uh, they might also have a stingy defense but this team it can only go as far as their offense and Jordan Love it can uh, take it because if they don't get the ball moving down the field I don't care how, how stingy or good your defense is it puts a lot more pressure on uh, the defensive unit when your offense isn't playing your best. My final staff for the uh, Packers is that they have not played without Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers since 1991. They went 4-12 and and were fourth in the NFC North this year or that year. My hot take for Green Bay is that, yes, Jordan Love is not the guy and he's not having a, a good season as year one as a, a starter and uh, the uh, Packers have the ability to uh, fall all the way into the uh, cellar there. So here we are. The Bears, year two of Matt Eberflus. Got the number one pick thanks to Lovey Smith. Thank you very much. And then they tr- ended up trading it to uh, Carolina. Justin Fields had a historic rushing numbers last year. Over 1,143 yards, the second most by a quarterback in a season, only to Lamar Jackson's numbers in 2019. Of course, in that trade with Carolina for that number one pick, they did acquire DJ Moore. So they have, he has some weapons, does Justin Fields at least a better wide receiver one than a year ago. I do like their tight end, Cole Komet. He led the team in receiving yards last year. Also, uh Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, they used their 10th pick to get some help protecting fields and Darnell Wright on the offensive line. 
And also, uh, they signed uh, Nate Davis from Tennessee as well. Not sure about the running back room there in Chicago, though. The running back room is a little suspect. Uh, Deontay Martin is the uh, running back in fourth rounder. Roshan Johnson, Khalil Herbert, as well as also in that room. The defense, monsters of the midway. Well, they were not last year, but they did get better getting pressure on the quarterback, and they added free agent linebackers Tremaine Edwards, Love that signing and also TJ Edwards as well to try to help that. In fact, Jaquan Brisker was the person who led the team in sacks last year, and he's a safety. So when your safety is leading your defense in sacks, it's probably not a good thing. My final style for Chicago is that the Bears averaged 23 points per game with fields in the lineup from week seven onward which would have ranked 13th in the league for the year. My hot take for the uh, Chicago Bears. Here you go, Bears fans. You should be excited because you can't be much worse than last year. You will get out of the uh, cellar in the division. Don't know if it's going to quite make a, a playoff run. We'll have to see in my predictions, but... Justin Fields will be better with those weapons around him, and he will be better than people expect. I think he's legit. I hope for Bears fans he is. I think that the Bears will be a lot better this season, and that's my hot take for the Bears. Let's go ahead and let's run this down here with the, the divisions, how I see them stacking up. That's right, I already kind of spoiled it a little bit. But the Packers, they're going to finish in last. It might be a, the cynical side of me for uh, the Chicago Bears that I have in my heart. But uh, Packers going to finish dead last here. Uh, I don't believe in Jordan Love. So there's just not much of a sample size to prove otherwise. But from what I've seen of them, I think that you know when you stack them up in the division, you at least got two teams. That can be, uh, you know, like I said, Packers underachieved with Aaron Rodgers. What are they going to do with Jordan Love? He's not better than Aaron Rodgers. I know that for a fact. The Vikings, uh, I have at number three here. I already said that they're going to take a a slide. And all those games that they won a year ago, they're not going to win those again. And who do you think Kirk Cousins is? Loved him on the Netflix series, but uh, he's only going to carry you so far, especially with just the suspect of moves that you made in the offseason. Like, you got rid of virtually everybody, your running back room. I mean, all you have is Justin Jefferson. I mean, people are going to key on him, and it might be a good fantasy option because, really, there's no one else. I mean, yeah, TJ Hawkinson, but uh, I'm just not a believer in the Vikings this year. I wasn't much of a believer last year, but I'm definitely uh, not entering this season there at number two this could surprise a lot of people but that's right I'm picking the Detroit Lions to go in uh, second spot here it's the Lions after all what are they going to do with all these good things that they that they've been talked about this offseason you're on familiar territory here you don't know how to react maybe you're going to be uh just blissful innocence maybe that you don't know how to act, so uh, you're just going to act like you normally do. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I do like their running back that they uh, drafted. 
Um, and Jared Goff, I don't know if he's going to be quite as good, but if he can, if he can be as good as he was last year, because he was great, one of the best quarterbacks in the league actually last year, if he can be that way again this year, he, the Lions could win the division. Uh, but, you know, you're Detroit. They're Detroit. So I can't pick them. And that's why my number one team here in the North is the Chicago Bears. Boom. I did it. They're going to go first to last. Justin Fields got the weapons around him. The defense is going to get better. They could have a midseason acquisition as well. I love what the team has done so far. And I'm going to go against the grain. I can't pick Detroit because they're the favorites. So I'm going to go against the grain. And I would not be shocked if Justin Fields come out, makes a statement, runs all over the Packers in week one. They beat Green Bay. And then they continue that, that success all the way to the division title. The only problem and the only people that's going to stand out of their way is the Detroit Lions. And they're the Lions after all. They don't scare me at all whatsoever. The quarterback's Jared Goff. So, boom. There you go. Justin Fields and the, pa- and the Bears are going to win the NFC North this year. Boom. Mr. Producer Man in the other room. Yes, yes, sir. Where have you been for the last hour? I've been here, sir. It seemed like you had this under control. Well, I did, but I'm bringing you in here now. Look who it is. It's our guy, uh, Frederick. Yes, I am here, sir. I told you not to call me sir. I really don't mind. Well, if you call me sir, then I can call you uh, Frederick. That's our deal, sir. And I call him Frederick because his name is Fred, and uh, Frederick sounds a little bit more proper, and sir is always more proper. I honestly don't mind that. In proper Queen's English, it would be Frederick. But what's up, Travis? Well, you said that we have some audio from Eric here. Yes, he sent his picks. His NFL picks? Yes, Eric recorded them off his phone, it sounds like. All right, so let's get to Eric's picks here. All right, Travis, let's talk about the AFC North. Cincinnati, the class of this division again last year. Joe Burrow can make a case for him to be best quarterback in the AFC besides maybe Mahomes. But is he healthy? How injured is he? I guess we will see. Ravens won 10 games. Made the playoffs, but old Lamar Jackson injured, and he quit on his team last year. No other way to say it, he did not even make the trip to the postseason game last year. Travis, so he quit on the team. I know they finally got his contract situation worked out. That is great but I still don't know if you can win a Super Bowl with him as your quarterback. We have been through this on the show before. We do not need to go down that rabbit hole again. Steelers somehow won nine games. How did that happen? And Cleveland was, well, Cleveland, the whole Deshaun Watson situation, did not play for like the first however many games, and eventually the Browns doing Browns things. Finishing last in a division. I do not always agree with you, Travis. And I know how much you despise Cleveland, but in this case, you are right. They are called the mistake by the lake for a reason, and Cleveland is home to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but not many hits coming out of this team last year. All right, bottom up, I got Pittsburgh here. Amazing that Steelers have never had a losing record under Mike Tomlin, but that changes this year. Kenny Pickett is your quarterback, and that tells you all you need to know. He apparently has small hands. I have bigger hands than Kenny Pickett does, Travis. So, streak over, losing record. Boom. Next, I got Cleveland here. They have to be better with Watson playing more games this year. But who is he throwing the ball to? Amari Cooper being a Dallas fan? I know what the Cowboys think of him by trading him here. The defense has Miles Garrett and no one else. I have already wasted enough time on the Browns. 
So let's move on. The next two teams, I can really see any order because this two are such better than the other two and is not even close. But at two, I have Baltimore. Look, they also signed Odell Beckham Jr., but I don't know if I'm sold on him, if he is fully recovered from his injury and how much time he has been away. So we will see. They have that rookie that you were talking about before the show, Flowers. I think that the distraction of Lamar wanting to get paid will not be there this year, so that should help. And as long as this team is healthy, I can totally see them making the playoffs. But I just don't know if they have enough to get by the Bengals, and that is why I have them winning the division. As long as Burrow is good to go. Healthy, they prove that they can beat Buffalo in Buffalo, and we know they can beat the Chiefs until the mayor opened his mouth. But I just think this will be Cincinnati division once again for the third year in a row. My thoughts on the NFC North, home of the Chicago Bears. Jordan Love, new quarterback in Green Bay this year. Get that other guy out of here. Vikings got lucky being where they were last year. Kirk Cousins proved to be who we thought he was, just an average QB at best. They also got rid of Dalvin Cook. They take a step back this year, you would think. Lions coming in with a lot of hype. I have been hearing from all the experts. Almost made the playoffs, but maybe they were a year ahead last year. Jared Goff might actually be a good quarterback. I know you, Travis, uh, may not want to hear that, but this is the Lions, so we will see what they can do, being the favorites. And, of course, you got my Bears. They do not know where they are playing in a few years, but Justin Fields cannot pass the football. I do not care how many rushing yards he had. How many rushing quarterback records he had last year? Where did that get this team? The worst team in the league and the number one pick thanks to Lovey Smith. They got some weapons for him. But Fields cannot throw the football when your quarterback is the leading rusher that is not good. You can get by with that in college, but not in the NFL. Give me a break. We just talked about Lamar Jackson. Where has that gotten the Ravens? Jackson won an MVP. Big whoop. So, let's go. Bottom up in the north, Travis, I got the Packers. I just do not believe Jordan Love is the guy. Got rid of all the distractions with that locker room whiner and complainer who wasn't even that good, am I right? I am not sure Love is any good either. So that is why I have them last here. Third, I have the Vikings, the NFC North home of the average to below average quarterbacks. This offense in Minnesota has Justin Jefferson, that tight end of the Lions TJ, what his name? But like you said, last year, Travis, all those close games, they showed who they were in the playoffs by not even winning a game. I know you said you liked Cousins in that Netflix show, but nope, he stinks. This team stinks. Vikings third, second Travis. I actually have the Bears here. I know what I just said about Fields, but darn it, I want to believe this team can't be any worse than last year. Can they? Every team in this division has gotten worse. The changes you have made has made you slightly better. So this team can only go upright. And with that being said, I got Detroit here, finishing number one, with the division at its weakest point. Who's stopping them from reigning supreme? With Goff proving his worth last year, embrace the excitement and get swept away by the roar of championship dreams. Detroit Lions are winning this division and going to the playoffs after falling just short a year ago. I know yesterday I was not on the Jets' hype, but call me a sucker for a feel-good story. It is time for the Lions to finally be good. That city needs something because the Tigers and Pistons stink. So come on, Lions. I am pulling for you. And that is what I got in the NFC North Travis. 
Hey, nice to hear hear from Eric there. Well, I'm sure he would uh, love if he was here. The uh, picks that I just had uh, there, especially picking the uh, Bears to win the uh, division. And I understand Lions have uh, a lot of hype this year, but uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, there you go. There was our division and previews. We went through all of them and we kind of alluded to uh, during the course of some of our picks who we thought would make the playoffs. It'll become clearer tomorrow. And that's right. We only have one more sleep before the NFL gets underway. So uh, we'll be back to reveal our playoffs and our Super Bowl winner on opening night, opening kickoff Lions Chiefs to start off week number one. Maybe we'll have more news that comes out later on today. The status of Travis Kelsey for the first game against the Lions. So our Super Bowl picks coming up tomorrow, and that'll do it for us. Thanks for sticking it out, and we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully Eric will be alive in his studio with me. So until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.